0: Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where we bring you insightful, liberating, intuitive people from around the globe. They share their life's journeys and experience wisdom to guide you on your own discovery of self. Each week from Tuesday to Monday, we will bring you new shows on our many genres, and with over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on SelfDiscoveryRadio.com. Discovery <laughs> you.
1: Hi everyone, this is Suma Nathan, your snake oil woman at aginglessforyou.com with my very inspirational co-host, smoking dog Bill Mackey and our very special guest which is part two of our show of Healing the Power with Enzymes and that is a book that Dr. Dickie Fuller has written. And she is a Ph.D., a doctor of science, a naturopathic, and a certified nutritionist who wrote the book, The Healing Power of Enzymes. And we were just getting to the juicy parts now of what happened with Dr. Dickey, how she came about to get into this whole arena of enzymes, and what happened. The book is so fantastic, and I have written books. I've been around for 50 years, and let me tell you, this book is totally out of sight. Dr. Dickey, let's come on in and rejoin the party, and let's talk about what we were just talking about, which was just absolutely fascinating. And I know our audience is just amazed about this whole story of what you had to say.
0: Well, I'm happy to. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about in this segment is the Mm -hmm. fact that you know, we're a country or a people of wanting immediate results. Yes. And so if they do something, unless they feel something, they think it's not working. Exactly So I'm going right. to talk about enzymes because the body requires so many of them, mm-hmm. you know, that that there's no way we can, we can take too many, you know, as supplemental to help with our bodies building up its own enzymes. But I wanted to say that people that are fairly healthy. Like I, I wished I'd say I had only healthy people come in to see me, (laughs) but I also had like (laughs) mothers, you know, came in because their children are different types and they want to know how to cook for the whole family. So I Mm -hmm. have had some people come in or sports people. I have a lot of, uh, of football players and things like that, that are wanting to Mm -hmm. keep their body healthy. And so the one thing that I noticed is that when you take enzymes, it depends on how you feel them. For instance, if you're one of the people and they're a football player and you're just coming in and you're just wanting to be as healthy as you can possibly be without doing any more damage to your body that you are, then, you know, they'll take the enzymes and they'll go, hmm, I, I don't feel anything, you know. And usually they're the ones that like, you know, they have to feel something. And I go, well, um, then what I would say, is you just stop taking them. Because I know that in about three days, they're going to call me back, <laughs> you know, because they're subtle. But if you're very ill, if you have a condition, then you're going to feel the enzymes almost right away. Some people feel the difference at one meal. These are yeah, the people yeah. that have burping ba- you know, gas and what have you, following a meal, mm-hmm. being too sleepy, sure. etc. And because they're subtle, it may take, you know, the whole day before they go, wait a second. I feel different, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it depends. So the sicker you are, the more you'll feel them. (laughs) The healthier you are, they're very subtle. Now, does everybody need enzymes? Absolutely. Because we don't even have real food. Now, we, the three of us, have been given real food in our lifetime. But do you know those people that are 30 years old, they haven't had real food. We, we no. have whole nation full of kids that don't even know what real food tastes like. That's right. You know, and so they are needing more enzymes than the average bear. So when people say, do I really need enzymes? I go, well, are you aging? Or <laughs> are you sick? Or, you know, whatever. And I've had people call me. You'll find this funny. They'll say, I'm calling about my brother. Now, if you saw him, he's the most handsome healthy person you've You're ever right. seen. If it right. wasn't for his cancer, you know what I
2: mean? Right.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, then I don't consider that to be really healthy. So in my book, I wrote the seven stages of wellness. You know, it was really called when I was at school, I did it, the seven stages of disease. So people can see how they bring about their own disease. You know, it isn't like whammo, we're hit with it because of no reason. You know, either we've done something or we believe something or whatever, but we are responsible for our own health. And it's really difficult to get patients to understand that they have to be responsible. Just because they came to a doctor doesn't mean that, uh, you know, they're going to be, we're going to wave a wand over the head and they're going to be well. It takes an effort. If you're fighting off a disease, it takes an effort. You have to make it, changes. It, it you
2: you sure does. It, it's like, mm-hmm. a, like in all of our lives. I tell people, ah. look at me. Uh, i have to share something exactly about what you're talking about. Please. Uh, because with my Parkinson's disease, when I broke my back the last time, um, I broke it in August of 2011.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: By December of 2012, I could barely walk, I was hmm. basically 100% bedridden. And I, I had a broken back at the same time, too. So I was recovering from both. But I still got up and walked every day. Yeah. And then something really strange happened. It was uh, Easter weekend in
1: 2013.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I came back from my walk and I basically uttered some profanities and say, you know, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore because it, it felt like it wasn't making any progress. And believe it or not. Within about two to three minutes, my Parkinson subsided. I've had no no symptoms of Parkinson since that day. What absolutely none. Start. But the thing is, is it's respecting time. the, the body take. I know my there, there's a natural clock inside your body. Yes, it's different for everybody. You have a healing clock.
1: hmm
2: And I know my healing clock really well. It's eighteen months. Yeah. And so what was happening to me, there was a whole bunch of things, but I didn't realize that I was really close to that 18th month, or the anniversary when I broke my back. And I was really frustrated because there was other things going on, and I thought I still had another six months or something. And it just happened. I just have had enough. But the thing is, is you ha- the body doesn't heal overnight.
0: Yeah, it's,
2: it's a lot of hard work
0: mm-hmm.
2: that the body has to go through, and it takes time. And if you give the body time to heal itself, all of a sudden you get well, and it appears like God cast a miracle on you. It isn't. Believe it or not, this is the way the body actually heals itself. It appears instantaneous, but it isn't.
0: Yeah. Can I speak on that just a moment? Sure. Now, your bad back, that's different. You broke your back, and that's going to take a, a, a long healing time. Yeah. But if—but here's what I tell a lot of my patients. This yeah, isn't no. for everybody, but this has been about 80%, 90% of the people that come in. When we do something on a continual basis for 21 days, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've yeah, tried yeah. to stop smoking, eating chocolate, yeah. whatever it is. After the three three weeks, you go, I can do this. You know, first, the sure. first three days is rough. <laughs> then you can't. It is. want to you... explain what happens during that time. In mm-hmm. the first 21 days, your body's entire system is trying to regulate itself to how you're living. It will throw away good stuff if it's going to save your heart. It'll do whatever it has to, which yep. is life-saving, but it is also destroying. And yep. so... Yep. The first 21 days, the body goes, you know, they're serious. They're doing this. I haven't had the challenges I usually have. And so the first 21 days, I like to say, the body begins to heal. The second 21 days, the organs begin to heal. Mm -hmm. And the third 21 days, I call it transformation time. So it takes, if you're going to do something on a regular basis, it's going to take time. It's going to take, you know, so people say, how long? Well, I always go six, nine, 12 weeks. It depends on you, you know, how, how much stress you have, how much you're really going to do. And so here's a man who took such pain, but he kept doing it. And then the body started to do its process. And so we have to give our body time. So, when people say, Well, I don't know, I took them for three days and nothing happened. <laughs> <Huh. As laughs> That's the usual
1: story. The usual Absolutely. story, yes. Yeah.
0: Stop taking them because they will find that it was different. It's just subtle and they don't realize it. But I got to tell you, you do anything for six to nine weeks and you're in great shape. Um, whether it's losing weight, Whatever it is. And, and like you were saying, even for us to lose weight and to keep it off, do you know that you have to do whatever you're doing for one year for the body to finally start to go back into its own metabolism? Because it was so far off. So people yeah. want instantaneous healing. Remember mm-hmm. the 21, 21, 21. <laughs> and exactly. no, the so least commit to that. You know, if nothing else, at least commit to that. I've I've had people with leaky gut, whatever you want to call it. Most of the problems everybody has is leaky gut, including our newborn children that aren't breastfed. And so I just tell them if they would just do what I'm telling them to and take digestive enzymes when they eat. And they take Mm -hmm. robotics at night and they take proteases in between and they do it for 63 days. They're healed and it's been it's proved that over yeah, and yeah, over yeah, yeah. and over so it does thank you for talking about the time it really is important it, it is vital
2: <laughs> yes yeah it, it, it's <laughs> everything the, um like everything that we've talked about for those who missed the the last show the one of the first things is is stress believe it or not you got sick because of stress oh, Yes. Of every single person that we bring on the show including Zuma and myself one of the first steps you go through, stages you have to go through in sort of heal yourself, is what I call self forgiveness. Yeah. Right? Always. always. Always thank you. It's always the first step. Because right. that shifts your mindset of feeling guilty and you've done something wrong to do this and you deserved it. You didn't and do anything wrong. You didn't deserve it.
0: And every shit time
2: happens was- in life. <laughs>
0: Every time we point outside of ourselves, at somebody else's the cause, it's slowing our healing process. Yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Take responsibility for you. Right. Take
1: responsibility for what Always. you are. Take control of your own self. When I talk to my clients, I say, when you go to the doctor, you're in control. They're not. But right. you can listen to their diagnosis. That's fine. But on the other hand, you need also to do what you need to do for what is happening in your body. So that is the big reason why everyone has to take control. And yes, stress is the number one killer.
0: Yeah, Yeah, everybody wants to point to somebody else. It's my husband. He's so much stress. Oh, yeah. Well, then react react differently to it. And there's another
2: issue to forgiveness, too, that's really important for people to understand. And it's the essence of the self-forgiveness. Human beings are incredible. I mean, we are amazing. It, it, it fascinates me to study the human mind. <laughs> right. And a lot of people yeah. find themselves in poor health condition because the mind sets false expectations of what you're capable of accomplishing all on your own. Yeah. And believe it or not, I guarantee you 80% of all your health issues <coughs> are created because of the stress of failing to live up to your expectations. And it's because your mind sets such high expectations of yourself that you can't live up to.
0: Or, you know, it was imprinted when we were young. Yeah, they are just it's things. A matter. <laughs> it just gets better. You <laughs> just have to be responsible for it. And sometimes yeah. it means you have to go back, look way back. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, to be well, it's worth it. And yes, you'll create stuff that you'll have to go through. But, you know, it's better to do it. And and you know forgiveness is when you forget that it even happened. Yep. Yep. If you can still mm-hmm. remember, you haven't done it yet. <laughs> you know, and so it it's just it's just one of those things that we as humans have to do. You know, we have so many parts of our body we don't even use. You know, we you barely use any part of our brain. Really, in truth. <laughs> that's
1: right. Exactly. And we,
0: and we have what they call jump DNA. When in truth, we have a double helix DNA yeah. that has never been used. So. Why aren't we using all that? I think it's because we have not grown to the point where we can begin to. You know, we have to be aware. You, so many people aren't aware. Have you driven on the roads? <laughs> you know? and people just drive for themselves. They're not even aware, you know, of the things That's that right. they're doing. They're or the not. they almost take. It's just amazing. And so many of us are so gullible and so aware. So the first thing healing is forgiveness, waking mm-hmm. up, becoming aware, being responsible, mm-hmm. and doing those things that make a difference. For instance, we have 11 systems in our body, 11, mm-hmm. and they all work completely different, but in sync with one system. Guess what it is? Our digestive tract. What our right. digestive tract isn't right The other 10 systems can't produce hormones. They can't produce any of the things that we need to do. Well, you take the part that is the heart and realize how much it goes through. People really do have broken hearts. They really do. do.
1: Mm -hmm. And it is
0: a true thing. How do we heal a broken heart? It takes time. And it takes focus. And it takes huge amount of forgiveness. But all these things, all these things, forgiveness, getting the digestive tract cleaned up so you can clean up your brain, it all goes hand in hand. They're thinking about calling the heart as the third brain. And that's because, you know, it. it whatever we eat goes to our brain to supply it what it needs to know. It goes to our heart to to react on it. And You know, and and so that's why I brought up uh, the last time we talked molecules of emotion. Mm -hmm. Our cells have memory. You know, Deepak Chopra likes to say, "If you have liver cancer and you've had it for twelve years, why you have a whole new liver in seven? Every seven years, you have a whole new liver. So the cells remember. They remember And so, how do you get the cells to forget? You clean up the digestive tract and your belief, your mind. It's so, so important. And the only way you can heal a broken heart, which so many people have, disillusionment and, you know, why do people when they get older have AFib? Why does the heart start stuttering? It's a broken heart.
2: I want to share something with you really cool that I just realized you just pointed out. Mm-hmm. About your seven year thing, yeah, I'm gonna tell something really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
2: first diagnosed with my Parkinson's in 2000, 2000, 2003 thousand three two thousand four. It was two thousand eleven that I broke my back, uh, which actually is a result of the Parkinson's. But then I only took another eighteen months from there. So that seven year thing is really it. It is actually true. No, it is. It really it, it, I, it, you just yeah. pointed that out. I was just trying to figure something out because I just quickly whipped it back with That was amazing because yeah. that was the beginning of the next healing phase. What's, and it only took 18 months to trigger it from that point.
0: What's nice is we have the choice. We have choices. Yeah. We just need to know what they are. Well, we people just, ask me how
2: I do it, and, I, and I, I just say, I just believe I can do it and do whatever it takes to get it done.
0: Yeah. That's right? the choice. And, and
2: people look at me like I'm insane.
0: No, those are survivors. Those are the survivors' talk.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think also that we are brainwashed by our parents. We're what? And how We are brainwashed by our parents.
0: Well, yeah, their fears become our fears.
1: Yeah, and how they lived.
0: Uh-huh. And we
1: have to get over all of that
0: yeah. because
1: it doesn't work anymore. We are much more of an individual society now or an individual person that can figure out what we need to do.
0: Well, you know, I've only just recently talked about this to anyone (laughs) like us. But I just want to point something out. And this isn't for anybody to feel sorry for me because it's not even my own story. But for years, my family talked about me. I I came into a Yugoslavian family, Slovenian now. And they used to talk to me uh, about me in Slovenian. You'd think I'd learned the language, but I was afraid to, because I wondered why. Uh And all of my relatives called me, my name is actually Dickie May. And all my relatives called me poor Dickie May. So for all my life, until I was a teenager, I was called poor Dickie May. My mother finally took me away. and uh, That stopped us, seeing a lot of our relatives. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, come to find out, at the age of 60, I found out that my grandfather was my father. That's why I was poor in Dickie May. Oh. And so every time I got sick, which I did, mm-hmm. you know, had, they would think I was going to be the village idiot. They would believe that, you know, because all, all the things that people don't understand about having just the genes on one side of the family, that, mm-hmm. that you know, they think that you're going to be the village idiot. And, and they everything I did, they would watch me. You know, and I, I grew up in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had this. Thing. brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. had this fear. They'll know now where this fear was. They'll know. I never did know, but that was in my psyche. So sure. at sixty, I was so relieved to find out. You know, it wasn't even my story; it was my mom's. But I called her and I said, "Mom, I have to ask you something." I sent my brother over and I said, "I, I just got a hit, and I got to ask you because it's your story, but it's my life." And I yeah, asked yeah. her, and she started to cry. And, you know, the thing is, she healed at that moment. My mama was real sick and she healed. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it all just came, it all made so much sense. And I was so thankful. There was a reason for all that. <laughs> yeah.
2: You finally hit yeah. number four, gratitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, gratitude you can laugh about amazing. it now. Well,
1: but at that time, it was really serious. But, yeah. no,
0: here, here, all my fears in life yeah. was sure. I find out and I think about what. You know, really and truly, I went till I was 60 years old with that fear. Mm-hmm. So how did I get my cancers? Oh, <laughs> my fears, my beliefs, sure. my unknowings, my disappointments, who knows? Who cares the name? It just is that when you finally face your worst whatever it is, it's never as bad as you think. And, and and you can just get past it. And that's why I say my favorite deal is change your mind. Just yeah. change yeah. your yeah. mind. You know, change and, processes. and mm-hmm. so maybe that's why I went to school to become all this stuff. You know, I did it because it was my, my daughter's health that was driving me, but there was yeah. probably yeah. something underneath that as well. You know? yeah. and so and so, you know, it's just it's interesting. And then and so the truth is is that we can have a lot of challenges. They can be all kinds of things. You know, there's all these people with rape issues and things like that. You know, you just have to get past them or they'll keep you, you stuck. You have to get
1: over it. Mm-hmm.
0: You have to get past whatever's keeping you stuck. And Sometimes it means mental, mm-hmm. physical, spiritual. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, that's why I'm really focused on mental and the digestive tract. <laughs>
2: And and you the cool thing about the, thing the, 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 the I say you, the, the, you, you, we've mentioned the three, then <laughs> you finally hit on the last one, which is gratitude. Yes. Oh, at the, people find it really amazing. <laughs> that people find it really amazing that I'm. If you when you read my bio page, you'll understand that I'm thankful for every Absolutely. everything I've been given in life. Absolutely. I mean. When I look back on it, to, to be born the way, way – with the challenge I had from the day I was born to right to today, every single one of those challenges I'm so thankful for because they were given to me because some somewhere somewhere along the way, it it was something that whoever gave it to me or how it happened, they knew that I could overcome it. All I had to do is just believe mm-hmm. and move forward and do whatever yeah. it takes. And I'm so thankful you accepted for that, man. that. I I can do amazing things because of all the shit I've been through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Talking about, not bragging, you're talking about internal change that you Mm -hmm. chose to make.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and so everybody's got issues. There's nobody out there that doesn't have issues. Now, that's pretty rough, Parkinson's, let's face it, you know. And there are so many people that I've been with a lot of people when they passed, and there are people that pass without any reason. Yeah. yeah, you know they—they they just don't have a reason. They just—they're tired of life. They're just—they're—they're they're frightened, whatever it is. And—and and, uh, twice in my life, um, I ended up um, leaving my body for a time. And I can tell you, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they Have done that too? Cool. <laughs> I know. See, so <laughs> so the truth is, is if somebody's sitting there listening, and you're not doing as well as you want to health-wise, whatever it is, there are choices. There are choices. But you have to begin somewhere. And sometimes it's just one simple choice. Whatever that is, drinking more water. You know, if you don't drink enough water, your digestive enzymes in your body can't work. The ones your body makes. Not alone the supplemental. So many people have healed themselves just drinking water. You've probably read the books. So sometimes you just make one step at a time but you you begin you begin you have to begin somewhere
1: you have to yeah. begin somewhere and yeah. you know we're going to actually end this segment of the program and Dr. Dickey has on our website has her book up there the healing power of enzymes and her whole itinerary is up there we think people will be just as fascinated as we are listening to Dr. Dickey and her story about enzymes and how it makes a difference in your life. So, we are going to leave you with learning to live a longer, healthier, and more youthful life. And that means not being sick, not coming down with degenerate and immune dysfunctions because of all the information that we are talking about today. So, with my very inspirational host, Bill Mackey, Smokin' and Dog, and our very special guest, Dr. Dickey, and we are going to continue this conversation next week, so don't forget and turn in and tune in, too, and please, everyone, remember that we are here for you about learning to live a healthier and longer life. Everyone be blessed. Have a fantastic week. And we will talk next week about all the fantastic information with Dr. Dickey and her book, The Healing Power of Enzymes.